Hi everybody, hope you're well and you've had a good week and thanks for joining me in our series looking at the book of Acts. So this week it's part four and we are continuing in chapter two where Colin left off last week looking at uh, the pouring out of the Holy Spirit on the church at Pentecost, on those early followers of Jesus who had gathered, they were waiting for the promised Holy Spirit to come. And then uh, we read last week at the beginning of chapter uh, two that God poured out his Holy Spirit and it appeared like tongues of fire on their heads. They were able to speak in other languages and the people around them thought that they were drunk because of all that was going on. So let's pick up the story where Peter begins to explain to the crowd around what is going on and what God is doing. So we're going to read uh, from chapter 2, verse 14. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These people are not drunk, as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy, your young men will see visions, your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord, will be saved. So I've got three um, applications for this that I want to bring to us for the moment that we find ourselves in now. And we've already said that God has spoken so clearly to us about uh, us moving into a new era. And that's why we're in the book of Acts, because we believe that looking at the birth of the early church, looking at the DNA, God's blueprint for the church, if you like, will help us as we work out how we're to position ourselves as God's people in our day. And so the first point that I want to make is this, that the upheaval around us must drive us to seek God. So it's interesting, isn't it, that Peter quotes from the prophet Joel to illustrate to those around at Pentecost what God is doing. Now, the context of Joel is this massive plague of locusts um, and the drought which has uh, decimated the crops. So it's a terrible time for the people of God that Joel the prophet comes and speaks into. And that is who Peter is quoting here. This is the beginning of the book of Joel. Has anything, he says, like this ever happened in your days or in the days of your forefathers? And isn't that a familiar question uh, that we're asking ourselves in our day? Has anything like this ever happened? And then in Joel, in chapter two of Joel, even now declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting and weeping and mourning. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in love. And he relents from sending calamity. Who knows? He may turn and have pity and leave behind a blessing. And isn't this what we see so many times through the prophets in the Old Testament that they come and they speak in at times of transition or upheaval for the people of God? And often it's a call to repent. It's certainly a call to examine their hearts. It's a call to change their ways and to line up with God's purposes and his word to them. And really it's a challenge 
to use the moment of upheaval, the moment of transition, the moment that we find ourselves in to, to, to cause us to pursue God, to seek him out, to go to him and to repent and to change our ways. And that's always what the prophets did with the, uh, the people of Israel in the Old Testament. This is another one um, Colin quoted last week from Habakkuk. Well, this is the, the end of uh, the book of Habakkuk. Habakkuk the prophet says, Lord, I've heard of your fame. I stand in awe of your deeds, Lord. Repeat them in our day. In our time, make them known. And what a great prayer that is for our day at our moment of transition, this moment of shaking that we're in. And I believe that all through the Bible, the prophets would say to us, examine your hearts. Come back to God. Look at your ways. Look at how you are as the people of God. Are you lining up with the things that I've spoken to you as your heavenly father and the things that I want to do with you? And so let's allow this moment to be a springboard for us, if you like, into seeking God, um, into getting back to him, into asking him what he wants to do with us. It reminds me of that moment in Hebrews 12, um, where the writer to the Hebrews talks about Um, As we experience uh, challenges, as we experience shaking in our own lives, then we're to remember that we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. That's the context to our lives. In fact, there is one major shaking that is still to come, and that is when Jesus returns um, to the earth. And because of that backdrop, because that is the framework in which we live our lives as Christians, then moments of shaking and upheaval should drive us back into God, to examine our ways, to say, God, what is it? Is there anything that you want me to change in this moment? Uh, what, where is it that I come up short? What, Lord, I want to be seeking you. I want to be hearing your voice. Uh, I want to be in line with what you want to do in my life. And I just want to invite you, if I, uh, many of you, I believe, will, will feel that God has done that in this time of pandemic, this time uh, where all sorts of things have been disrupted, have we've been constrained in different ways, that we've been forced into God. And, and that, that is what God intends for us at moments like this. N- not to say that he caused this pandemic, but he uses these moments through the prophets in the Bible, such as Joel, to say, okay, people of God, examine yourselves and seek me first. So if you feel like that hasn't happened yet in your life, I want to invite you. Let this be a moment where we set aside time, where we take time to say, God, what what do you want to do with me? Lord, where is my walk with you apathetic or lacking or veering off? Uh, Lord, bring me back to you. Stir my heart. Lord, put a new hunger within me uh, for you and your ways. So that's the first thing. Let the upheaval of the moment cause you to seek God. And the second A point is this, that let this be a moment where the whole body of Christ is activated. I absolutely believe that one of the key things of this, uh, the new normal that we keep talking about, must be that every corner and every aspect of the body of Christ is activated by the filling of the Holy Spirit. So we've been talking many times in recent days that the Spirit was sent uh, so that so that we might be enabled and equipped to be the people in the places where God has put us, bearing witness to him, loving, caring, serving, so that people see the love of God and that we shine like a light and and we're like salt to those around us. We've talked about that, but 
Um, I believe that one of the things that we're to take from this passage here and from this reference to Joel is that it must be every part of the body of Christ that is activated in this moment. So it's not just the leaders, it's not just those who appear to have gifts or those who are kind of interested in the charismatic in some way. No, it's every part. If you're a believer, if you're a child of God, then God in this moment wants to activate you as part of the body of Christ. He wants to fill you afresh with his spirit. He wants to um, unlock gifts in you. He wants to release you to be who you were meant to be, to serve those around you, to be positioned in a way that can be a blessing uh, to the place where he's put you. And it's been amazing and really encouraging in the last weeks just to see as we've begun to gather more, whether it be on Zoom or in person, uh, actually that, that I believe we're beginning to see the first fruits of that activating of the whole body, that we've seen um, stories about what God is doing uh, and our conviction uh, and what we want to provoke if we can and call us to in these days is that everyone uh, would be seeking God. Everyone would have a story of how God is um, activating them, how God is pouring out his spirit, how he's speaking, how he's enabling them to witness and to love and to bless those around them. And so our, our gatherings are the times when we come together and we share what God has been doing and we're encouraged and motivated again to go out in the places where God has scattered us and, and full of the spirit to do the things that God lays on our hearts and the things that he's prepared for us in advance to do. And I want to say to us today, don't be too quick to assume what this looks like, what it means to be activated by the Spirit. This is about seeking God and asking him what he wants to do with each one of us. So what, what are the questions for this moment? What does being activated by the Spirit look like in your life? What is God saying to you and through you? What are the dreams and visions that God's put deep within your heart? And maybe you haven't looked at them for a while. What, what are the things that get stirred in you? Um, when you meet God? What are the passions and gifts? This is a moment where God wants to activate those things, where he wants to release us. And so we need to come to him and say, God, will you fill me with the spirit? And listen, this is particularly for those of you who'd say, oh, well, that God, God doesn't normally use me in that way. Uh, that's for other people. I, I, I don't feel like God fills me and equips me in, with his spirit in that way. No, the point of this passage is that Joel says it's every part of the body. I love that bit where it says, even my servants. In other words, those who, who you might least expect to be those that God would fill with his spirit and activate and release, those are the ones that he wants to go to. Those are the ones that he wants to pour out his spirit on. So uh, I want to encourage all of us, especially those who would say, oh, it doesn't normally happen with me. No, let's seek God. Let's allow the dreams that he's put in our heart to come to the surface again. Let's encourage one another in this. Let's be those who call out of one another uh, the things that God has put in us, the dreams, the, the visions. Uh, let's be those who encourage and release one another into the things uh, that God has given us to do and into the places and the, the spheres of influence where God has put us. So this is a moment for the whole body of Christ to be activated. And I love, I don't know if you've heard the, the prophetic word that Rodney Hager brought to us a couple of weeks ago at the end of his preach. There's such uh, excellent bits in that about what, what it might look like for the body of Christ, for us as Gateway to be activated in this moment. And he he has this picture of Gateway Church as a garden and God being the gardener and this amazing season of change where some things are pruned back and new space is made and new things come to life. Let me read a bit of it. 
But with these clear borders, he was able to, that is the gardener, was able to plant new things. And I saw the colours of the borders changing. There were fresh new colours, colours we hadn't seen before. Some of them were quite bright. Uh, there was a lot of red. There were a lot of bright colours. Everything was fresh and there was room to grow. I also saw the, saw the gardener pruning some trees and cutting some of them right back. As he cut the trees back, it created new views. And suddenly there was a Oh, we've never seen that before. Suddenly light was able to flood in after some pruning and it brought life to some of the dark corners of the garden. And I just think that is an amazing picture of what God wants to do in this moment with the whole body of Christ. That's every single, yes, you, if you're saying, oh, I don't know, maybe not me. No, each one of us to be filled with the spirit and to listen to God. How would he direct us? How would he activate us and equip us and release gifts in us in these days? Okay, that's the second thing. The third thing is this, an emphasis in this moment, as the whole body is activated, an emphasis on the young and the old. I love the way that the, the, the quote from Joel says, your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. And of course, as we apply this, we're talking about male and female. But I want to call us in this moment, I want to make a plea um, for us to uh, focus on, if you like, and encourage and pray for the young and the old. Isn't it interesting that that is what Joel picks out in this passage? And uh, many times over the last few months, we've said actually that it's the young and the old who have been most effective. And it's been maybe the biggest challenge during this time of pandemic. Isn't it interesting that the prophet says, I want you to make sure that the young and the old are activated in the things of the spirit and that they're not left out in that way or overlooked. And so this is a challenge, but I want us to encourage one another and to be a blessing to those who are maybe younger or older and to encourage and call out gifts and bless and go look out for um, and, and generally call on in the things of God. So I've got two verses from the Psalms that have really been on my heart as I've been preparing this. The first one is this Psalm 145 verse 4, which says, One generation commends your works to another. They tell of your mighty acts. And there's this sense uh, in the Psalms that, uh, and, uh, and with the people of God, actually, through the Old Testament, that there's this really important thing where one generation passes on the things of God and raises faith in the next generation. And that is our responsibility with our children and those who are younger amongst us. It's a challenge, isn't it? One of the things about this time has been that uh, I think it's kind of challenged us as parents in many ways, because not all the usual things that are set up for our kids have been happening. And so there's that responsibility to say, how do I disciple? How do I encourage faith? How do I uh, call on my, my kids? And I, I know in early part of lockdown, maybe we were a bit more creative about this and it's easy for to go off the boil. And uh, uh, we're challenging ourselves in our household with this and saying, how do we pass on these things from one generation to another? And I want to call us as a body to do that thing. And then Psalm 92 is the other verse, which says, Psalm 92 verse 14 says, they will still bear fruit in old age. They will stay fresh and green. And that's talking uh, about the older members of the body of Christ. And I know we need to be careful. I'm not going to define what I mean by older. But the, the point is, it's not just about protecting the old 
or looking after the old, although, of course, that's important, but it's about the old being fruitful and bringing their wisdom and being released in the gifts that God's given them and being an activated part of the body. And we need, again, to look for ways to do that um, in the days ahead. I'm not saying we've got this sorted by any means, but uh, I I feel challenged and we need to provoke ourselves as the body uh, to do this well. It's the things that the prophet Joel pointed out that uh, that, that Peter quoted as he was explaining what was going on at Pentecost and I believe is something for us at this moment. It's something for the new normal that we are calling out and blessing and encouraging um, and looking for creative ways to build in those who are younger and older. Let's pray, can we, uh, in these days. Okay, so th- those are the three things. Let the upheaval of the moment drive us into seeking God and let's continue to do that. Um, let's uh, be those who are looking for the whole body of Christ, each one of us to be activated, to be saying, God, will you fill me with this spirit, with your spirit in, in this moment? Will you release me? Will you release gifts in me? Who can I encourage across the body that every one of the body might be activated? And then thirdly, can we look out for and bless and encourage on those who are younger and those who are older in this moment? All these things that I believe are so applicable to this time that we find ourselves in, they require us to seek after God afresh, I believe, don't they? And to keep doing that. And I want to finish with um, a great poem uh, as a prayer for us, really. Um, A prayer that God would give us a gift of hunger is how it describes it. And that he might then fill us um, and so call us into all that he's got for us in these days. This is the gift of hunger as I finish by Gerard Kelly. When you're too full to care, too frightened to dare, too free to be aware, when your needs are so well met you haven't truly felt them yet, may God give you the gift of hunger, and in your hunger may he fill you. When distractions catch you and the markets throw their magic at you, when hawking voices hijack choices and you chase the toys you're you're told you you need, replacing deeper joys that love might feed. When you taste the treats that tempt but leave you empty, may God give you the gift of hunger, and in your hunger may he fill you. If your heart is hollow for want of a dream, if your soul is shallow, your spirit lean, if you face emaciation for lack of true imagination, may God give you the gift of hunger, and in your hunger may he fill you. And that's my prayer today, really, for us, that we might be activated by the Spirit of God in these days, that he, that God might give us a fresh hunger to seek after him, and that in that he might fill us and propel us into this new era, uh, looking quite different, being released into all that he's got for us in the days ahead. Amen.